Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Bryce McGain is uh, joining us on the line uh, to talk all things cricket again. I tell you what, we've spoken a lot of cricket at the moment. How are you, Bryce? G'day, Chris and Dougie. Great to be catching up with you, the Savo. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm going really well. It's been a while since we've crossed paths, but uh, it was uh, a good decade or so ago that we spent a fair bit of time together and I enjoyed every minute of it, you big clown. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's really nice to talk to you too, so you big someone, nerd. Someone knows you very well. Yeah, huh? It's amazing how nasal you are on the radio. But anyway, um, what's been happening, mate? How's how's the BBL going? How's, it, how's the MCG for a few days there for yourself? Yeah, really exciting stuff, obviously, at the MCG. And it was really good from, you know, obviously a Victorian perspective, a, a player that's worked so hard and has got incredible work ethic and a great team player, just quiet and humble to get the success he did. And, uh, you know, it's just an amazing story. You couldn't write a script like it, but for uh, for Scott Boland mm. and uh, his family, um, it's just tremendous reward for a, a boy that's worked so hard. It's fantastic that he, he got the spoils on... on well, day three or day two, the evening, and then day three, which will probably be known as um, Bowling Day from now on at the MCG. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Talking to Bryce McGain, former Aussie cricketer here and uh, SEN cricket commentator. We do it for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. They were amazing scenes, Bryce. And, you know, like I know I've heard people saying, oh, geez, I want my money back because we only got 90 minutes of cricket on day three, etc." But um, you can't buy that sort of experience, can you? And particularly for me, even on day two, um, the reception that he received down there in front of Bay 13, and, and I heard other commentators saying it, it did take you back to the, the, you know, the days of Merv Hughes. But um, it was just such passion, wasn't it, from, from the fans? And they were just so, so invested. Well, it's been a tough year for the fans of any sport in, in Melbourne. It's been really uh, tough. And I think it's probably the... The two days, that one hour before stumps on Tuesday night, and then the the quick wrap up of the the whole series in the morning. Uh, that those couple of hours of sport, I think Melbourne is back. They've been released. The crowd was there, and as much as it, you know, people broke it down to, you know, how much it cost them every wicket for their ticket and all those sort of things. Their, their memories they'll never ever forget because the hour on on the second day was probably the hour that broke England and uh, I reckon it's broken them I think all their batsmen, the two that were in, which was Root and Stokes, I'm sure they had a sleepless night and were up all night wondering, well how on earth are we going to not only score a run but survive the bowling was so good, it's as good a test bowling that I reckon I've seen ever in an hour's play and that, that's Pat Cummins, Stark and then Boland wrapping up the wickets, it was, it was just memorable stuff and we'll look back at it as really the time that broke England, they're a really shattered group now and it's going to be so difficult. I'm, I'm sure that all the batsmen are wondering, well, how do we score? How do we make a run against this group? And that's not to say that, you know, the players that are available to come back in, Josh Hazelwood ready to come back in, and Jai Richardson, we gave him a rest, but he got five for in the last innings in Adelaide. So we've got this incredible depth of bowlers and it was just such memorable cricket at the MCG that really put the gap between the two nations yeah as you said about the bowling the last hour and um on the day two i i, th- I felt more emotional because you could hear the whole crowd mm. 
getting behind him. You could see everyone was pumped up. There was just so much anticipation and nervousness around the game. Like, we haven't seen that in the Oh, there were some wonderful pictures. Yeah, oh. And I just think, and you know what makes it too, as you know, Bryce, I think the wicket made a big part of it, but Bay 13, um, I think Bay 13 just, just added that extra atmosphere. Well, it spread from the Bay 13 where they like to congregate and, uh, you know, they had their fill of bench strength beer. So by the time it got to that last hour, <laughs> they, were, they were very vocal, which was good, but it spread to the whole crowd. It, the members was up and standing and, and yelling out. Even well. the members? Every person in the crowd, there's no booing any Mexican wave. Everyone was just focused on what was going on out in the middle. No one was bored. Everyone was just so attuned to the moment, and they got, the, they got their money's worth on that on that day too. Um, look, it was just wonderful memories. I was so lucky to be there, and uh, it's something that I'll never forget um, for as long as I live, um, the support that Scotty Boland got, the whole crowd chanting his name. Incredible stuff. And now we move to Sydney, and... Uh, I would find it almost unthinkable that he is left out of that side, but that that may well be the case. Yeah, Chris, it's a possibility. And that was the thing, we're, as commentators, we're looking at each other thinking, well, is he guaranteed a start in the next test? Well, maybe not. Um, it's hard to rest Mitch Stark, of course. He's played the three tests, and he's maybe the obvious one because of the workloads if they're looking to mm. do that. But he's bowling so well and seems to be running on top of the ground, not exhausted like he was at this time last year. But, uh, look, I, it's going to be a difficult selection. But I, I've got to, when we talk about selection, I've got to tip my lid to those selectors. George Bailey, the chairman, is selected now. And uh, with his counterparts, obviously Justin Lang is part of that and Tony Dottomate as well. I don't think they've made a bad call for the whole summer. I think the players have come in they've been communicated to for some time now and they just haven't made a bad call. They've been absolutely outstanding, which we probably couldn't have said in previous years. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, mate. Like, even go, let's go to before the season, the series even started. They said, what, four, five days out that this is the team, this is what's playing. And and I've been saying a lot that that gives you so much better sleep. Um, you're not trying oh, so yeah. hard at training. You're not, you're not trying to impress every day until the morning of the game. Um, it's such a relief. Yeah, it is, Doug. And, you know, I, it's just, you can just relax. You just know what's going on. And that's their job. Their job is to ensure that they're enabling the players to be at their best, not anxious about whether they're in the team or not or second-guessing or having the conversations with other team members. Oh, what do you think the team will be? It just all gets resolved. The communication's open, it's calm, everyone feels great. For those that miss out, they sort of go, oh, OK. But it allows them to sleep on it and then provide the utmost support for the next two or three days that they need to to prepare those that plane 11. So it makes for a really good um, connected squad as well, rather than everyone second-guessing each other and wondering what will happen. Yeah, and, and I, I like how they, um, they've stuck with Marcus Harris too. I think they've gone, the, as they keep saying every year, pick and stick, pick and stick, but they've, they've done it properly now. We got a good 70 um, the other day, so hopefully that gives him that bit of confidence that, hey, I'm here, this is my job, and I can hang with Davey Warner as much as I can. Yeah, look, it's, um, he's had a lean trot at the test level, and you know all the stats have been available to, to know that. But he's been selected there in the first test because his shield form was so good and he deserved his spot. So 
it's good that they've stuck with him. They knew that the runs weren't far away. And 76 on that wicket, um, yeah, sure, England got the ball going past the outside edge. And Jimmy Anderson at 39 um, was unbelievable with the four wickets that he took in that innings. Um, he, he just bowled superbly and beat the outside edge. So, look, he could have possibly gone out a few times if he'd nicked one. But he, the, the point is, he just hung in there and uh, set up well, and what ended up being an innings victory. So it's quite remarkable. Talking to Bryce McGain uh, for Anaconda, pay play more, pay less with Anaconda's 10% price beat guarantee. Uh, Bryce, we move our attention uh, on to uh, the BBL. A uh, really good performance last night by Sydney Thunder, beating uh, Perth Scorchers by uh, 30, 30-odd runs, ending the, the Scorchers unbeaten. Uh, start to the season. They'll take a lot of confidence out of that, won't they, the Thunder? Oh, no question. The, the Scorchers, for mine, they're, they're just a complete unit. From batting, bowling, everyone knows their role. There's no, uh, well, real young and inexperienced players there. They're all hardened, great knowledge. They're great problem solvers. They know what to do. They're a cohesive unit. They're spending all their time together because they're on the road, of course. They can't get back home to Perth. So it, there's a lot of things working for the Scorchers at the moment, but the Thunder to stand up and give them you know, a good couple of heavy blows and, and knock them out in the end is quite remarkable. And it should fill that squad with a lot of confidence as they keep moving forward. You must be pl- pretty pleased as well, Dougie, your Thunder team going well. Well, I played with three three teams, so... There's I'm, not a team he didn't play yeah, for. Yeah, that's though. exactly right. So I'll just throw myself around anywhere. Just saying, um, tonight, with the Sixers playing uh, Brisbane Heat, that's at the SCG, Bryce, and I'm and, and right in saying if Sixers win that, they go above the Scorchers, top of the ladder? Yeah, they will. Yeah. Uh, look, for me, and I've, I've said it a few, on a few different uh, shows along the line on SEN, is um, for me, the, the Sydney Sixers are the best ever in 11 versions of the franchise Big Bash, they're the best ever team for me. They have complete players everywhere. They're unbelievably well coached um, by Greg Shippard. But just every line, and they've got power hitting, they've got smart players, they've got role players, they've got great bowling. Steve O'Keefe out is a big loss for them um, with his injury. Uh, But I think they're the absolute complete package. I know that the Scorchers got them early in the tournament, but the Sydney Sixers for mine, the reigning champions, are as good as a team's ever been. Of those, um, you know, a few rungs below, who, who do you think, which team do you think, Bryce, can make the um, the biggest improvements in coming weeks? Well, I think all on their day, they're all very capable. We saw that um, the Sixers got done uh, with uh, the Hurricanes, it was, that, that knocked them off. And that was a Matthew Wade clinic um, at the SCG. So sometimes a player is going to get you in T20, and that can bob up. So... Look, the Stars have got a lot of players in their lineup, but they're not all firing together. Cartwright and Clark performed unbelievably well the other night, um, and that was really, really impressive um, with their batting partnership, and they had a win. But they're just a bit lumpy. Their performance is a bit lumpy at the moment. Um, the Hurricanes, as, as Dougie mentioned as well, are right there as well. And you can't discount the Thunder. They've just knocked off the top team. So they're right in the mix. I think the Renegades just have maybe too many young players to try and compete. If they can upset the apple cart of a few teams and, and their season, I think that's a good outcome for them and fight to get a few more victories. But they're a little bit off the pace at the moment. I was about to say, like, a, a little bit like that. What do you think that is? Like, it, 
they don't know one wants to play there. They're just they're just starting and they're bringing themselves back into getting some players there. They're starting again. What do you think that is with a couple of those teams? Like the strikers have struggled from being unbelievable to making a couple of finals to to struggling a bit. What do you reckon that is, mate? Yeah, it's it's difficult to put your finger on. Look, I think from the Renegades' perspective, um, the internationals are not firing. You need your internationals to really stand up and perform. And every every team's got them going well. The Sixers have got Vince, and he's performing really well. Munro's made 100 for the Scorchers, so they're doing well. Muhammad Nabi's really given them nothing, and uh, and unfortunately, so is uh, Reece Topley as well. So they're just not getting the best out of their internationals, and they have to be the, the key players who really stand up for the others to follow, particularly if you've got young men with them in, in Fraser McGurk and um, even Mackenzie Harvey and guys like that, even Sam Harper. He's played a few years now, but, you know, still finding his feet um, consistently. So I think also it's interesting with the, with this um, with this Adelaide Strikers. They're, they're the most hot and cold team, but they can get you. They're, they're so dangerous um, in terms of their batting, but also their bowling can really shut you down. But at the moment, they're just... Both those teams I've just mentioned are just a bit off their tucker. All right, Bryce, mate, we'll leave it there. I appreciate you jumping on the line, and uh, we'll be hearing a lot more th- from you uh, through the commentary on, on SEN and Big Bash uh, over, over the coming weeks. Thanks for your time. Good on you, Chris. Good on you, Dougie. See you, mate. Thanks, bud. There is Bryce McGain. Um, I'm just trying to work out... When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.